All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. 
Oilers versus Canucks part two. The Oilers absolutely throttled Vancouver a couple nights ago at Rogers Place and now they take things out to Abbotsford, British Columbia. And uh, there's a there's a bunch of things I'm going to be keeping an eye on tonight. First off, I want to hear what you're watching. Let me know in our YouTube chat. That's the one I got my eye on. If you want your take or your opinion heard, you need to drop it in the YouTube chat. Uh, but Oilers Canucks tonight, building off sort of what we talked about yesterday with our friend Tom Gazzola. Here are three things I'm keeping an eye on in tonight's matchup. First, Tony Brar has our lines, and this ties into sort of the first big thing I'm watching, and it's on that second line. Yesu Pugliarvi is in the lineup. He was not in the lineup in that last game, and we all remember Dylan Holloway scores a hat trick. We had to have this big conversation yesterday about what does that mean for the future of Yesu Pugliarvi? Well, this is Yesu's chance to go out there and show that, hey, I'm a top six winger. I can drive play. I can put up offense. And it's not going to be, you know, as easy. The Canucks have a pretty good lineup going uh, themselves. We'll get to that in just a minute here. But for Pugliarvi, even though he's not playing with a Dreisaitl or a McDavid, he needs to show that he can find ways to contribute. And when there's, you know, a little bit of pressure on him, he needs to show that he's capable of stepping up in the moment a little bit. And he needs to, like, just like Holloway, put himself in a great spot to have a top six position on this team for night one, seven days from now. Pugliarvi can do that same thing today if he has a big game. So the number one thing I'm watching tonight is Yeso Pugliarvi and how he responds and sort of goes back and forth with Dylan Holloway. The second one, though, Dylan Holloway looked great next to Leon Dreisaitl and Zach Hyman. Now he's getting a chance to play next to Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman on the top line. I mean, can this guy, Tom Gazzola said yesterday, his spot on the team is not solidified yet. I mean, if he has a good game next to Connor McDavid, you got to think it's all but wrapped up that Dylan Holloway is going to be on the opening night roster, not just on the opening night roster, but playing in the top six when they open up their regular season against the Vancouver Canucks. Finally, the third thing I'm keeping an eye on here is that third pairing. It's Philip Broberg playing with Ryan Murray. Murray's going to be flipped over to his right side. And I actually think this is a neat little experiment, something that's not insignificant. Because if Ryan Murray's going to make this team as the seventh defenseman, I think Jay Woodcroft needs to be able to trust him as a lefty or a righty on his offside. So um, that's certainly something I'm going to be keeping an eye on is how Murray plays on the right side. And also Broberg, like Samurakov looked good in the last game. Nima Linen's had a great camp. Doesn't look like he's going to play tonight against Vancouver unless maybe that nurse and CC duo gets uh, gets wiped off. Um, but with Broberg, you know, he hasn't had the best camp. I don't think he's played so poor that he loses his job. But I, I, I'm definitely keeping an eye on how Broberg plays here tonight. Uh, let's bring in our good friend Liam Horbin now. And uh, Liam, I'm intrigued to hear what you have to say. I'm keeping an eye on Pugliarvi, Holloway, and Broberg. I feel like I stole all the good answers from you. But what are you looking for tonight, man? Liam might not hear anything right now. Um, so, all right. Never mind, Liam. Great work. We'll get your take on things a little bit later on. Uh, like I said, we're also going to be joined by Frank Cervalli in a little bit. That's coming up in just over five minutes. Um, heading over to the chat. I want to hear what you're all uh, kind of taking a look at as the Oilers head out to Abbotsford to play the Vancouver Canucks. Ryan is in and says the battle between Pugliarvi and Holloway for that second line right wing spot come opening night. And I, again, I really do think that is the big one. Uh, Jilly said, I'm worried for JP and excited for Hollywood. What a predicament. And it's kind of fun. You know, these preseason games can kind of drag on and not mean a whole heck of a lot. Um, but when you have an interesting spot and an interesting race for a roster roster position like this, 
it's nice to have something to keep an eye on. Uh, Chris Faber is in. Hey, he's in the chat. He's live with Canucks Conversation coming up in a couple of hours right here on the Nation Network YouTube. Uh, Faber said Stuart Skinner was incredible in the Abbotsford Center last year, played three AHL games in four nights and posted a shutout in one of them as well. So uh, when we get to our betting preview later on as well, maybe that's something to keep an eye on. Does Stuart Skinner just love playing in Bakersfield? Um, Liam, if, if we have you, give me a wave. Ah, you're back. Okay, what are you watching for tonight, Liam? Hey, I'm actually curious about that left wing spot. I know Devin Shaw right now is playing second line, but with Matthias Janmark and also James Hamlin in the lineup, like, is there a chance maybe those two guys rotate up there to see what they can do under uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins on that second line? Like, it's an interesting little experiment. I feel like the lineup with those guys is pretty flexible and... Uh, I liked what you said about the Holloway thing with McDavid. I think that's a big, big night for him. And also Jesse Pugliavi too. Like people are saying in the chat, this feels like a night for those two to go almost one-on-one -on -one against each other to see who can make a claim for that top six spot. But we'll see how it all plays out, I suppose, against a much stronger Vancouver team than they placed the other night. Yeah, that is a great transition, Liam. You are a quality broadcaster for doing that. Uh, can we get the Canucks lines up here uh, for a second? And we'll take a look at what the Oilers are going up against. Because the other night, it was basically an AHL, ECHL kind of roster for the Vancouver Canucks. Um, tonight, it is definitely not that. The only regular I, I see missing from this is, well, the guys who are hurt. So Ilya Mikheyev and Brock Besser. Other than that, this looks like a legit Canucks forward group. Miller centering Pearson and Garland. Horvat with Joshua and Hoglander. Pedersen with Podkolzin and Kuzmenko. That's an intriguing trio. And uh, Dickinson, Lazar on the fourth line. I've never even heard of their fourth line center tonight. So maybe that's an area <laughs> the Oilers can expose. Um, I don't know. The D pairings for the Canucks. Hughes with Shen. OEL with Poolman. Burrows with Myers are your three pairings. Demko and Martin in the Nets. It'll be interesting to see. If they split Demko and Martin or if one of them gets the full game, Skinner's getting the start for the Oilers. I saw someone in here was asking uh, if he if he's getting the full one. Genesis asks if he's getting the full 60 minutes and nothing confirmed on that yet. But I wouldn't be surprised at all if he does. I mean, they gave Jack Campbell a full 60 the other day. I think it's important to give Skinner at least one game where uh, he gets the full 60 minutes and can get into full on game shape as well. Um, so it's. I mean, it should be an all right night here of preseason hockey, about as exciting as preseason hockey can get. Holloway on the top line, facing tougher competition. That's the big thing. How does Pugliarvi respond? The D pairings as well. Um, moving along, though. Frank Cervalli is going to join us in just a few minutes here. But before we get to Frank, Liam... I want to give our own bold predictions. Up at dailyfaceoff.com right now, Frank has 32 bold takes for the year. He's got kind of one for every team, more or less. He's got one on the Oilers and one about the Pacific Division I'm going to grill him on a little bit as well. But before we do that, Liam, I want to get your bold takes for the year. We'll give our Oilers ones, but I want some general NHL ones first. So what do you got? Okay, I feel like this first one, you asked me to go bold, so I decided to go probably too bold. I'm going to say five teams from the Pacific make the playoffs this year. Feels like okay. a bold one, but you asked for it, so I'm giving it to you. Oh, I'm assuming I'm, you go like Edmonton, Calgary, LA, Vegas, Vancouver, I'll make it? Yeah, I think Vegas would be the fifth team. I honestly think Anaheim is going to be a weird team Ooh. to watch this year where I know, I know, but they just got those young guys who we really don't know how high they're going to jump this year. 
made some good additions in Klingberg. Ryan Strom's a good player. Frank Rotano had a good season last year too. Yeah. We'll see how he kind of plays out, but they don't have a terrible roster, and I, I don't know. I, I got a feeling they could have a better year than expected. John Gibson bounce back would go a long ways there. Uh, talked about that on my Oilers Nation Radio Anaheim Ducks preview as well. And then I'm assuming in the Central, then that means you'd have Dallas and Nashville both missing. Yeah, I just had this, the three yeah. Colorado, St. Louis, and Minnesota making it again this year as the top three teams in the division. All right. Uh, here's my bold one in terms of league-wide stuff. I'm going to say the Boston Bruins missed the playoffs. Uh, that mm. Atlantic division, we previewed it today on Daily Faceoff Live. It's a lot tighter than it was last year. There was 32 points separating fourth place and fifth place in that division. Florida will make it. Tampa will make it. Toronto will make it. But Boston, I just think they're in an interesting spot. The East is going to be so much tighter. Ottawa's better. Detroit's better. Buffalo is probably at least a few points better as well. I think Boston with their injuries, Marchand out for a little bit, McAvoy out for a little bit, Taylor Hall's not ready to start the season. There's a lot of pieces missing in that Bruins lineup. So, yeah, I, I, my bold take, Liam, what do you think? 1 to 10, how bold is that? Bruins miss. Uh, I'll give it a 7. Because I think even with the injuries, that plays into it even if teams below them didn't get better. Like, those are big names. Those are key players that are not going to be in the lineup for Boston. And any team yeah. in the NHL would be affected by that. We're going to get to Frank in a minute. But quickly, Liam, give me an Oilers bold take. Okay. So these I have two. So these kind of play together. I'm going to say Evan yeah. Bouchard hits a 20-goal mark this season. And the Oilers oh. are the highest-scoring team in the NHL. I also had the Oilers as the highest scoring team in the oh, NHL this year, and I didn't have Bouchard as a 20-goal guy, but I'm saying the Oilers are the highest scoring team, and they rack up an insane eight 20-goal scores this season. I think a couple of the wow. guys who did it last year are maybe a little bit lesser, but last year they had McDavid, Dreisaitl, Kane, Hyman, Yamamoto. I think a full 82 games of Nuge with that power play bump could get them there. Yes, a Pugliarvi. And then I have one of Holloway or McLeod also getting there. It's bold. It'd be a lot of goals, but I think this Oilers team is capable of scoring more than any other team in the NHL. Quickly heading to the chat, we got one bold take that I do like from our friend Greg Genesis. He says Bouchard is finishing top five in D scoring. He probably needs a lot of power play time to get that done, but that's a spicy one. Shout out to Genesis, who's been here every single show. Three for three. Uh, all right. Let's uh, continue the bold take conversation here and uh, get to our new weekly segment. Every Wednesday, Frank Saravalli joins us. Let's get to that. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It is the Insider's Notebook this week with Frank Saravalli. Frank, welcome to Oilers Nation every day. Yeah, thanks. Glad to be here. So excited for your new show. It looks awesome. And uh, it's interesting. You guys were talking about Evan Bouchard. And, you know, if that happens, if Liam is correct and he scores 20 goals, which I don't think he's quite going to get there, but anytime you spend significant uh, amount of time on that power play, you're going to have a real opportunity to get there. Wouldn't that mean that you'd like to get a contract extension done with Evan Bouchard before the season starts, before it potentially gets more expensive? I actually happened to check in on that a few days ago, and I'm told that there has been very little progress made, in fact, no progress made to this point, on an extension between the Oilers and Evan Bouchard. But uh, like I said, if you're the Oilers, you'd probably want to get that done sooner rather than later. Yeah, especially heading into a year where he's probably going to spend significant, um, a more significant amount of time on that power play unit. He scored a ton at five on five last year. And if his power play time on ice doubles this year and that production doubles and he starts inching towards that 50, 55 point mark, then all of a sudden an extension for Evan Bouchard is going to get very expensive. I agree. They should be looking to lock that up right away. I want to go to your bold predictions article, Frank, and the one you had for the Edmonton Oilers which was centered around Evander Kane hitting the 40-goal mark. Walk us through that. Yeah, I just think there is truly no better stylistic fit on the planet to play with Connor McDavid than Evander Kane. And you look at how he stepped into their lineup last year, not just in the regular season, but also did it in the playoffs, had a monster playoff campaign. Um, it, that's why he's back. And for all the, the things that you can say about Evander Kane off ice, uh, does he, will he fit with this team? Will there be any hiccups for Evander Kane off the ice? You have to park all that because no one's ever questioned his ability as a hockey player. And when you have someone like Connor McDavid that has the puck on his stick as much as he does, and I think the Oilers have done a really deep dive in terms of how McDavid and Dreisaitl operate on the ice, Kane goes to a different area than those players do. And that's why he is that perfect stylistic fit. So you saw what he was able to rip off in just a little more than a half season. I think he gets to a career high 40 plus goals this year. And by the way, one of my other bold predictions was Connor McDavid hits the 50 goal mark for the first time in his career. So you got Kane at 40, McDavid at 50, and Dreisaitl was at 50 last year. That's a whole lot of goals from just three guys. Moving along, there's one bold prediction, Frank, that our chat is not going to like you for. They're going to be fired up. The pitchforks are going to come out. You have the LA Kings winning the division. What's up with that? Come on. Well, hold on a second. So Oilers fans should actually be thanking me because I didn't really pick a lot of Oilers team-based predictions this year. And 
As I'll remind you, in 2018, I picked the Oilers to win the Stanley Cup after their last successful playoff run, and they didn't make the playoffs. So fans in Calgary are cursing me for saying that the Flames will make it to the final. Just say, I'm just saying, Oilers fans should be happy that I picked the Kings to win the division. Maybe that means they won't make the playoffs. Unfortunately, I don't see that happening because I think the Kings are a vastly improved team when you consider the fact that they took the Oilers to seven games last year and didn't have Drew Doughty and Victor Arvidsson in the lineup. Oh, and by the way, they went out and added an 85-point scorer in Kevin Fiala. You have Quinton Byfield, who continues to take another step. Their defensemen uh, that are young are going to continue to grow. And Doughty is fired up. He was so happy with his start of the season last year before he went down with injury. He was having a Steven Stamkos-type turn-back-the-clock year. And so if you get Doughty at, you know, sort of three or four years ago, Drew Doughty, level well he's a franchise altering player and so that's why he's on the contract that he is I think the Kings could have a monster year if they can get their goaltending right and the goaltending is going to be a huge question mark and that's the one spot where I'll disagree with you on the Kings is I just in the second half of that season their goaltending took a major hit and part of it was probably health and a healthier blue line will help with that but I'm just not sure when you if we were to go Mike McKenna style and rank the tandems in this specific division, the Kings are, are pretty far down there, in my opinion. But where are uh, the Oilers? You had, I would, like if, off the top of my head, I'd probably go Calgary 1, Vancouver 2, Edmonton 3 with Campbell Skinner. Both of them were above 9-10 last season. I'm not a Jack Campbell guy. I mean, I, I think there's significant reservations about Campbell and the Oilers net moving forward. I know he's on a long-term deal. Which guy is he? The guy that we saw for which part of the season last year for the Toronto Maple yep. Leafs. And I just think that that could be a potential issue for the Oilers moving forward. I just I need him to prove it uh, before I could put him you know, above some of those other teams. And when you look at Quick, he actually had a pretty good year last year. It was Peterson who really struggled. And I just don't think Peterson could possibly be as bad as he was last year. Yeah, and, and that's a good point as well. A bounce back from Cal Peterson is something that could definitely happen. Uh, another big, bold prediction you had in this article was centered around Austin Matthews. Is he going to run this thing to the max? Is he going to be the highest paid player in the NHL when this, if he gets a new extension done? I think it's certainly possible. Look, I have no doubt that he's going to get an extension done in very short order uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs once he becomes eligible on July 1. Um, I, I think when you look at his ability to be a trendsetter, uh, taking a shorter five-year deal for the first time, a lot of people are thinking, hey, he's, he's going to go short-term again, and it's up to the Leafs to get as many years of Austin Matthews that they can. I think they're going to try, and I think the only way to entice him when we know that the salary cap is going to be going up in a real significant way is to offer him close to that max. You know, Connor McDavid was at 16.7% of the cap when he signed. To get Austin Matthews to go a little bit higher to the max of 20, um, I, I think that's the way to get it done. Eight years times the max uh, of 167 Gives you a nice and tidy rounded up number of 134 million, which just happens to match his jersey number. Uh, all in good fun, whether it's eight years, five years, I don't think that matters. It's going to be expensive, and Austin Matthews is going to be well paid, and he's going to be a leaf for the long term. What is the obsession with hockey players and getting these contracts that have something to do with their jersey number? I swear this doesn't I, happen in like any other sport. It's. I think it's actually a staple of 
Austin Matthews agent, Judd Moldover, like for whatever reason, that's his trademark. He's done it with all of his guys. He factors in that number in some way. Uh, so you've got Austin Matthews, Roman Yossi, Carter Hart, all these guys repped by the same agent. I think it's sort of like his trademark. That's interesting. Uh, finally, I remember a couple of years ago when you would do your hits on uh, the lowdown on 1260. I'd call you and I'd say, Frank, it's time for your weekly question about Ryan Nugent Hopkins because his extension dominated that year. This year's version of that is just Yeso Puliyarvi. So I will not let you leave any of these segments without asking you about Yeso Puliyarvi. <laughs> This is going to be really painful, and, and honestly, yeah. who knows how much longer it'll continue because, I don't know, maybe he's not an oiler forever. So we're hearing a lot of stuff because Holloway scored the hat trick, and then it was article after article about, oh, what does this mean for Pugliarvi's future? Are those two tied together at all, or is it still just the Oilers need to get a certain return if they're going to move Pugliarvi before the start of the season? Well, there's no doubt they've tried, and I think the only way they're tied together is there's only so many spots to go around. And if you look at Holloway and you want to put him in a top six spot, well, then you're looking at something on the second line to do so because you don't want to disturb that third line and sort of how well it's played to this point. And you also want them to become sort of your identity line. So if it's not on the second or third line, well, then Yesipoli finds himself on the fourth line. And can Yesipoli make something happen on the fourth line? Is he suited to play on the fourth line? I would argue, you know, perhaps I'd rather see him there than than Holloway, who has so much to prove um, and so yeah. much talent and skill. So I think that's a better fit for Holloway is to get him up on the second line playing in your top six. And I, if that's the way it's going to slot out, you know, if Fogel is going to uh, hold down that third line spot and continues to play with McLeod and Nuge, well, then uh, whether Nuge is at center or McLeod is at center, whatever it is, you know, you got to get something from Pugliarvi to, to prove to you that he warrants that second line consideration over Holloway. And so this is a big few days for Yessa Pugliarvi in terms of his future with the Oilers. And if not, I think if you're in the Edmonton front office, you're sitting there saying, should we try and put him on waivers? Like, I, I mean, I, I think it would have to be a consideration at some point, given the issues that you have with your cap, because if you can't move him, and let's say, and the, to this point, there hasn't been a market for him. I, I doubt very highly that they'd put him on waivers, but I said you'd have to at least ha entertain the conversation. It would create $3 million in cap flexibility for you. And yes, it, you, you could say it's poor asset management. You wouldn't be getting anything in return. But the flip side of that is if he plays out this year at $3 million and you don't know what his production's like, at the end of it, he's probably walking anyway and you're getting nothing for him. So um, I don't know. It's a really, it's a fascinating next five days for Yesipoli and his future. This story might never go away. Uh, Frank, just two more quick, quick things before we let you go. Big day today for our company at Playmaker announcing a couple of new live shows. We, are, we have like a full stable of live content every day. It's just awesome. This is all part of the plan for total hockey world domination. Like that's what we're trying to do is create a YouTube channel, uh, the Nation Network and Daily Faceoff to cover you basically from coast to coast from morning until night, all the hockey talk that you could imagine. So the best part is we've announced these new shows in Toronto with the Leafs Morning Take and of course Barn Burner in Calgary with Boomer and Pinder. Uh, Jay Rosehill and and uh, Nick Alberga are going to be running the ship in, ter in Toronto. You've got your show here, Oilers Nation every day. We've got Daily Faceoff Live at 12 noon Eastern every day and then Canucks 
conversation out west at 1 p.m. Pacific once those boys get back from the rink practices and morning skates. And so we're the best part is we're going to continue to build. We've got other cities and, and places that we want to tackle. I'm looking at you, uh, Montreal, Ottawa, and Winnipeg, and then we'll continue on from there. So we've got you covered uh, every which angle on the Nation Network. And finally, Frank, since you dedicate so much time to digging up information about our hometown Edmonton Oilers, I will end every single one of these segments with giving you a fun fact about the city of Philadelphia so our listeners can learn to enjoy where you're from a little bit more. So did you know the first piano in America was built in Philadelphia in 1775? I did not. 1775, that's a long time ago. Well, now you do know it, Frank. Thanks for joining us today on Oilers Nation every day. Look at that. Fun facts. See, I learn something every time now. I'm, I'm excited. All right, let's get to the wrap. A big thank you to Mr. Frank Saravalli for joining us. His Kings prediction. Whew, that is a sub-icy one. Uh, John in the YouTube chat says the Kings are sneaky. Yeah, they are. He also pointed out that some projections have the Bruins winning the division to which I promptly responded, if the Bruins win the division, I'll eat cat food live on the stream. And I think I already regret sending that message. Uh, so anyways, big shout out to Saravalli. Lots of good stuff there. Oilers not close or not really talking about an extension with Evan Bouchard. That's something that I view as mildly concerning. Again, if this guy pops this year, what, what are you looking at? Do you have to start Zach Wierenski the comparison if Bouchard goes off for 60 to 65 points this year because he goes on a heater and the power play sick and Tyson Berry doesn't get as many five-on-four minutes? Like, I don't know. It'd be concerning to go through this whole year with Evan Bouchard, have him go off, and then you're sitting here for the next eight seasons going, ah, if we would have just locked him up before the year, we could have gotten him not on an Oscar Clefbaum deal because he's not signing for four and a quarter, but... Could you have gotten him right now if you buck up 5.75 million? Do you regret that at all? I don't think that's a number that you would regret at any point. So uh, I would love to see him go and push hard to get a Bouchard extension done. It just doesn't appear to be in the cards. Uh, Liam, I'm going to bring you back in here and I'm going to wrap this thing up with a few more bold predictions. I'm going to throw them your way. I want you to give me a 1 to 10 rating on how spicy you think they are. All right. All right. Starting in the Pacific Division, I'm going to say the Seattle Kraken don't come last in the Pacific. And just in terms of point growth, they'll be the most improved team in the Western Conference. Um, I'll give it a, a six because I do think San Jose will be the worst team in the division. And I think Seattle did have a lot of good additions this year. And I mean, you have to imagine like Philip Grubauer maybe has a bounce back year too. Yeah, the, the Grubauer bounce back is a big one, and I'm a big, big fan of Matty Beniers. Uh, the next one I got, Connor McDavid. Not only will he hit the 50-goal mark, he will finish the year with 51 goals, 92 assists, and he will be the first player this century to hit the 140-point mark in the NHL. Um, I'll give it a five because I think McDavid is capable of doing literally anything he wants to. So you got to get bolder with me, Tyler. Come on. <laughs> Oh, man, I did that McDavid one. I also had the one about the 820 goal scores, which was probably my boldest take, along with the Oilers mm -hmm. would be the highest scoring team in the NHL. So that was my bold one. I also had Evan Bouchard. Genesis kind of stole this one, but I had Evan Bouchard finishes top 10 in scoring by a D-man and cracks the 55-point plateau. 
I'll give that one an eight because we just don't know if he's going to be on the power play every night. If he's on the power play, then yes, I think he can do that because we've seen what he can do just a five on five scoring anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we got a comment in here from, I just lost it. Flynn McCoy, who says, can I sponsor the fourth S on the sign? And yes, we are looking to launch a GoFundMe so I can afford the uh, final S that I need to spell out Sports Closet Studio down here. Um, I don't know. We'll see if that can happen. You know, letters are expensive. But shout out to our friends at the Sports Closet. They've supplied us with these two beautiful Oilers Royal Blue home and away jerseys. And they're available now, sportscloset.ca. Or if you're in the Edmonton area, they have stores at the St. Albert Mall, Kingsway Mall, and out in Sherwood Park. Um, and they got great prices on these as well. So check out Sports Closet for all your apparel needs. Maybe you're a Blue Jays fan. Jays playoff schedule dropped the other day. They're going to start things on Friday. Maybe you want a new Jays cap. Check out our friends at the Sports Closet. Uh, Liam, we're going to wrap up the show with our Betway betting segment. Oilers in action tonight. Preseason hockey. What do you think? Yeah, we'll go through this one quickly. There's not a lot of lines outside of the basic ones tonight with it still being preseason, but I got a feeling Vancouver will want to put a couple of goals past the Oilers tonight. So I like the over at six and a half and the fact that McDavid's playing for the Oilers too. Helps them, and Holloway is going to need to score. Pugliavi, so we'll go with the over six and a half minus one oh six. And of course, we just got to go with the others on the money line. When they're plus money, you got to take it plus one thirty seven to win the game. So we'll go Oilers money line and the total six and a half goals over. I love the over. I think that's a great spot. McDavid's in the lineup. Oilers scored a bunch against Vancouver. That blue line's not that good. I dig the over. I don't know if I love Oilers to win just because, you know, Demko should be playing. That's a pretty loaded Canucks forward group. We don't know if Dreisaitl and Kane are playing because they skated in Abbotsford. That is something we didn't touch on earlier. They skated in Abbotsford, but we don't know if they're in the lineup. I agree with you on the over, Liam. Um, that 137 price that our friends at Betway have on the Oilers is tempting, but I think it might be just a little bit of a trap. So uh, thank you to Liam. Thank you to our friends at Betway here. And uh, just to wrap up, I'm going to promptly ignore any talk of cat food in the chat. I may, I may have made a big mistake. This is not good. I should not have said anything like that. Um, but it was in the moment. Oh, well. And uh, what else? There was a bold take. Ah, NGX Nasty says, bold take. Handsome Jay Woodcroft wins coach of the year. I like that as well. I ran that past Tom Gazzola yesterday um, when we were doing our true or false segment with him. And he thinks there's a chance Woodcroft could be a finalist. And if you're a finalist, you got a shot. Uh, Oilers Canucks tonight. Preseason action from Abbotsford. That is going to be a wrap for Oilers Nation every day. Shout out to Betway. Shout out to Sports Closet for sponsoring the Sports Closet Studio. Liam, our technical producer, Alex, and the big man himself, Frank Saravalli. We are going to be back tomorrow talking a little fantasy hockey. We'll chat with you then.